0: This episode of Ain't That Swell, the original surf degenerate weird wireless experiment is brought to you by the Billabong Pipeline Pro, kicking off 29th of February, less than a week away. Are you kidding me? What is going on in Hawaii right now? It's just a relentless, corked out, throbbing onion of purple blobulus in full-blown squirt mode. Man, I tell you, the Pippa Lena fires up. Anything else like this Hawaiian season, we are in for a cone off. Unlike any other, it cops some of these matchups in the first round of the season. Heat three on the women's sees She Goat, Steph Gilmore against the re qualified Macy Callahan and defending pipe champ Moana Jones Wong. Wow! Heat six. Courtney Conlogue, the battler queen, against Tyler Wright, the two-time champ on the come-up and come-back against the recently crowned pipeline master, Molly Pickles. Shove it right up and pick them. Oh, the mouth waters. But if you think that's good, wait till you cop the final heat of men's round one featuring Gabby the Cyborg, Shave Nips Medina against Jean-Jean, Nick Beard. Forskin knee Florence. It is the battle we have been waiting for. 2023, the WAS, the Billabong Pipe Pro, it is about to flare up. And no disrespect to Leo Ferravanti, who is also in that heat, but he'll have just as much fun watching that as we will. The pipe window kicks off Feb 29. No better excuse to fake COVID and take another week off. Big thanks to our partners. At the bong, the most core surf crown around. Billabong.com if you want to fleece yourself in that gear. The Billabong Pipe Pro, not to be missed. Let's rip in, you, mongrels. Yeah,
1: you know.
0: Deadly here. Just wanted to give you a little heads up that this episode was recorded a couple of days before the Eddie. Rest assured, there is going to be plenty of content from that fucked up freak show. Oh, what a day. Day of days. Maybe the best Eddie of all time. Probably the best Eddie. Definitely the best Eddie. And uh, we're going to be coming at you hard with it. Stay tuned for now.
2: Back to regular programming. Hey uh well first of all, I like to say, and I be gonna find me because I wanna be a part
1: of this fucking dumb wanna be tennis tour. You know, I think they got their his testicles so far out their mouths that this is bullshit, you know? I'm not thinking about that right now, I'm just thinking about having won the world title and, and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in and just smack the pull back, drop down, say ah! ba.
2: Well I'll tell you still, I did travel some humongous ways. That's the paper thing? Oh, surf looks good, aren't bad. Ain't That Swell with Jed and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are back. <laughs> get ahead, get ahead. It's Shredheads, Waxheads, Kooks and barnies. Welcome to Ain't That Swell, the radio show dedicated to cutting fucking sea. I'm your host, the two-time Gold Cone Piece Award-winning surf journalist, Scum Valley's finest himself, the punch-drunk pikey, the sultan of psilocybin, the maestro of micro-dosing, <laughs> I'm joined here as always by my loyal co-host and friend, frontman of the Goons of Doom, former editor of Surfing World magazine, Tracks magazine, and Waves magazine, Vaughn Rinsed Corn Deadly. G'day, Smilly.
0: Oh, swell apocalypse, mate. It's mm. gone. Swell finished. We're talking about swell The book of swell ovations, mm. mate. This is end of days swell fucking craziness. What is going on up there in the northern hemisphere? They've just been copping our fucking magic run that we've had for so long, Smith. And uh they've just finally had a gutful, mate. Mm. They've turned the tap on full ball, and it is gushing, my friend. It's just gushing, mate. I can't believe the fucking pure. Oh, I was going to say cajones, but mm. but no, there's plenty there, of egg jam. There's it's there's all There's it's
2: fig just, jam. There's egg jam. There's gender neutral jam. But what is going
0: on up there, though, Smith? Like the swell has arrived, and the human beings have waxed up the rhino chasers or the toe boards or whatever it is they've decided to take out there and
2: they are having a crack, mate. A red-hot crack, and you can only wonder what is the next phase of Swell Swellmageddon from here, with some giant meteor descending out of the clouds and <laughs> landing in the water, and then we're all trying to surf the wave that's, that comes off that thing? That's You know what's going to happen? Greg Long's just going to be paddling into a 100,000-foot rising tide tsunami and just fucking knifing it? That's it. Deep impact is the only way
0: the surf can get bigger, and uh, you... You would think that Surflakes would have something to say about that because that's their technology, mm. the plunger technology mm. up there in your pern. They'd be like, no, 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 that's our technology. No yeah. one's allowed to ride that. Hey, we've got a pen on that. That's our plunger. It's our plunger, Meteor. Woo! Where do we start, Swivvy? Finger just sitting in the room. They're
1: sweet and sticky and absolutely delicious. Finger bands, finger bands, feed your face in finger bands.
2: Chicks with sticks, Vaughn. Big sticks and loads of egg jam. The ovaries on this next lot, Vaughn, I just... Oh, <laughs> mate. Ovaries bigger than my nutsack. <laughs> and thousands upon thousands of them somehow. Oh, it's this. been wild. The women... Uh, I yeah. mean, look. One thing that was really rammed home, uh, pegged home even, if the, the metaphor fits. And uh, let me check. Oh, it fits. It fits, yeah. Just... But yeah, one thing that was really pegged home during this latest global swell apocalypse, swell McGeddon, as mm. we've coined it, Book of Swell Elevations. Yes, uh, it was just how many nutcase chick charges are operating out there at the moment. Uh, not a week since Justine Dupont got DuPont. knocked out at jaws by that brutal drop in. she's whipping one of the biggest waves of all time at Cortez Bay. Oh mate. far
0: out. Yep, yeah, it's you know, for a girl used to be attached to to these things. Mm. It's it's gone. Erase it, erase it. It's just, it's on par with the great rides of anything we've seen. Like, some of the waves that have gone down in this last, you know, fuck, what, three weeks, two weeks? Like, what? how long has it been since we last did an episode? That's that's the window. Yeah. Um, And it's just world-class surfing on any level. And uh, that wave that Justine <laughs> is on after, yeah, copying, like, a, a, the way she was talking about it in her Instagram caption was like, fuck, is this... Taken me out for another year Because she was saying In that one Smith That she was rattled Took mm. a long time To even get back out of Jaws Next thing Coconut willies Just sliced off her ankles And a week later mate She's What 180 miles Was girl like saying Out the middle of the ocean Just riding A fucking avalanche Like a
2: Pacific avalanche dude Just Wow, the still photo of that is mesmerizing. Go track Mm. it down on Justine Dupont's Instagram, but it's fully surreal. And like sheet glass, a wave of that magnitude. Yeah, you you just got to drink it in with the synapses. I mean, we're almost entering a realm where it's going to be like, you know, Greg Long paddles that bomb at Todos Santos Mm. and Justine Dupont's like, not bad for a man.
0: (laughs) It's fucking happening, mate, right before our eyes. Yeah, so many classic rides.
2: Keep them coming, spin Oh, right, yeah. Well, I mean, you had Flick Palmatier, our very own Flick Palmatier. Yeah. She was giving it a red-hot crack at Todos Santos on that mega swell. But, uh, yeah, fully got flogged. Uh, here's what she had to say. Mm. I think this might be the definition of be cool under pressure. It's moments like this. I fall back on all my preparation and I'm very grateful for great water safety. Mm. I paddled into this wave and was so determined to get down the face. I hit huge chop on the way down. The wind got under my 10 disconnecting it from the face of the wave, and I got caught up in the lip and stuck in the apex of the wave, the worst possible position to be in, and proceeded to have one of the longest hold downs. Uh, Hargrave, I, I'm not sure who that is, Uh a, uh, I think a uh, water safety guy. You know, one of the longest hold downs Hargraves has ever seen at mm. TODOS and my longest hold down of the winter. The wave instantly pushed me really deep, super fast, and I was getting ragged old underwater for what felt like an eternity. The boy said my board was tombstoning for so long that they considered pulling me up by my leash. <sighs> Thought I was down there collecting shells, she laughs. Oh. I ended up pulling the first canister from my inflation su- suit, but that didn't do much. It wasn't until I pulled the second that I started moving towards the surface. A quick regroup in the channel afterwards, but straight back out there for some more horn. <laughs> <laughs> a quick regroup in the channel, a couple of Yee- teaspoons of egg jam, Yee- and just straight back into the slot, mate. That's
0: the other thing that you've got to consider when you when you are thinking about what these women are doing. Is like Felicity Palmatier just a few short years ago. What finished third, I think, in the um, the Jaws uh, Women's Big Wave Event. Uh, And then a couple of years gone quiet, you know, like lost a major sponsor there. And, you know, you kind of think, well, will she keep on the mission? Will she keep challenging? Will she keep looking for these swells and riding it out of pure passion? And that's what comes to the surface, mate. Like when these waves turn up, there are men and women, but like it's so sick to see, as you said, these underground core lords... Fucking doing it for the love, mate. Like, spending the money to get overseas. Spending the money on 10, what was it, 10-4s? Yeah. Like those boards, man, they're fucking, they ain't cheap. They have to be made by masters of the craft. And to see Felicity Palmer, tear just back into it and fucking sending it down the face at Todos, that is a bravo moment from me, mate. I just uh, have nothing but pure respect for Flick.
2: Absolutely. Uh, let, let's keep rattling off a few of these femme fatales. Oh, like it. Core lords of the highest order. Uh, we've got any star here. Uh, I think she's from over there in Maui or Hawaii somewhere. Knife and a fucking skits one at the PI. Oh,
0: give it some. Oh, are you kidding me? Wow.
2: That thing oh. is at least and the 20 foot. Lines, maybe. The
0: line is pure from behind the peak. Like if you're going it. And you want to get tubed or you want to be around the pocket and you're not just, you know, going for the, the big down the line uh, or, you know, down the face sort of rush. But you're looking for the tube. That's where you've got to be in the most critical position. We've
2: got Emmy Erickson, uh, another from over there in the islands, bruh. Knife into one at big Waimea Bay. I'm a 10-0. Oh, fuck, mate. And just the, the smooth... The smoothest silk entry in his huge sunset, just like, just those really pure lines, as you said, for mm. that classical read, positioning yourself well. It's very elegant, effortless surfing, you know, mm. classical lines, done well. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a forgotten art in this modern day of high-performance shreddery and whatnot, that, you know, you just simply sm- sticking a buttery drop on a big wave and getting a high line uh, or 2 mm is just one of the most exhilarating and uh, easy-on-the-eye spectacles. Mate, I just, just feel like
0: look- in this... Uh, while we're, we're just in the process of, of just losing, you know, lactating froth glands in here over women surfing, the state of it, uh, right across the board, you know, from, from air revs and, and taking the air game to another level right through to this, we must doff the cap to the original big wave pioneer queens, mate, you know, your Joyce Hoffmans, your real son, Margot Oberg, like, the list goes on and on and on. And uh, lest we forget the contribution because there is, you know, you just scratch the surface a little bit, mate, and I, I know it's all cool and everyone's sort of like got their eyeballs falling out of their heads at the moment, but th- this is not necessarily a new thing. This is just being completely appreciated for the first time globally, as it should be,
2: Yeah. That's yeah, right.
0: Really, really good.
2: And amidst all the hype of Moana Wong's mental one at oh! Pipe, let's also not forget the trailblazer at the West Bowl, Jaws, Paige Arms. Exactly. Who I think has, you know, fair claim as the, the skizziest barrel ever paddled by a woman out there. Mm. Um, and, yeah, as you said, Vaughn, a long lineage, Jodie Cooper oh, in the mix there. Swimmy and Queen. Yeah, the list goes on. And maybe, Smitty, we
0: might have to do a deep dive a deep dive into the history of women's big wave surfing and just celebrate some of these trailblazers because like, what's going on right now is a direct result of you know, what has come before.
2: Yeah. And I mean, this is a real classic example of, of women who've rejected that, that white picket fence form, that post war nuclear family with mm-hmm. the, the 2.1 children, the, the small dog, and a, a husband that works in advertising. You know, they've grabbed that steaming pumpkin pie and jammed it straight in his face <laughs> and said, You take care of the kids, you philandering cunt. I'm going out with the girls to chase hogs and Todos Santos and Peony. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you just see her slam slamming the door and jumping in a convertible with the girl getting and steaming off through the pineapple fields, cranking Madonna.
0: The Elaine Beachleys, the Keala Kennellys, the Rochelle Ballards, like, they really uh, had to fight tooth and nail for every single bit of respect. Not just respect, mate, but money. They needed to fucking claw it back a little bit for, for women surfing. And I think that, you know, uh, there's always been women out there charging, but it's that generation you can thank for, like, bringing the industry back into the fold. Lisa Anderson, of course, as well. But, yeah, with uh, that, that big wave charging and that getting out there and giving uh, it some, that's that's the generation that's that That's what I was going to say.
2: Uh, so it's interesting, isn't it? Like, women obviously are uh, very much uh, present in the longboarding scene, particularly up here in the North Coast. And I can see a direct parallel between the lines of a longboard and the lines that these chicks are drawing at, uh, you know, why Mayer draws... Uh, Pichilemu and Chile, wherever uh, that it seems to be a a really nice fit for women who want to to push the limits, but not stray into that kind of flappy shreddery. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just like a kind of way turned up, adrenalized version of longboarding. It's mm. how I kind of see big wave surfing. Yeah, positioning yourself on a, a, a big board. The boards are roughly the same size, um, but just a, you know a bit more of a streamlined outline. And just knifing it. Fuck,
0: it's good to watch, isn't it?
2: Delia Bence kang from uh, Humboldt, now based as well in Hawaii, uh, working for the Wazzle by day and by night, just packing the Mondo drops at uh, the PR here and elsewhere. I think she's uh, yeah, part of the Red Bull Magnitude opening ceremony. Uh, that was a little while ago, uh, 5th of December, just mm. last year. But yeah, there's some big energy Red Bull Definitely throwing some money at a lot of these women. yeah, uh, Or at least some, uh, you know, some funding and, and support for their ambitions. But, yeah, it's a pretty skits movement that's developing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I cool. have more of it, mate. I mean, uh, are we going to jump into my wave?
2: Yeah, get into Should it.
0: Should we? Because, uh, like, fuck, I, I just, I've called enough heat a pipeline to know what, uh, you know, when you see those ones that jack up on the first reef and get thicker as they kind of move along it. To know that one fucking false move on those ones is certain injury, man. Like, you are coming in with fucking either a busted hip like B. Durbo or a fucking broken back like uh, Leo Fioravanti one year or Freddie P, lucky to escape with his life with that fucking mutant. And it just had that all of that rolled into this thing that was, you know, with that late Arvo light, and I don't know who shot it, but I think it's on the tracks, Instagram or Surfline. There's There's a bunch of crew who've run it now, but... The way she reads that wave, man, rolls into it, just sets that line. You're looking into the tube on this one angle, and she is gone. Like, it is, I think, the full coronation of the Queen of Pipeline because she's put in the time out there, and she's always been a standout. But this went, you know, like, we've seen rides like Carissa Moore. We've seen Molly Picklem win an event out there. Like, the... All boats are starting to float on the tide, but Moana just made a fucking statement with this thing, man. And it went beyond women surfing. It was just a fucking beast and just red beautifully. God, the the gods delivered. The queen... Has been crowned.
2: Oh, I tell you, if she dropped that in a dubby cell heat, uh, she, and she is going to be the wild card at the Pipe Masters, has to be. But,
0: Bob uh, oh, Billabong Pipe, Pipe Pro. Yes. Yeah, Excuse me, it's uh, you don't go confused of two
2: smivy. You're getting a hot water with the. Uh
0: you know the uh the details people mm.
2: yeah well she's uh, she's been given that wild card, but yeah, you can imagine if she stuffed something like that in the comp, the judges would have just their skin would have melted off, sparks flying out of their eyes, and they just would have been revealed as the robots they are just short circuiting beep. But, yeah, just how high that thing stands up on the drop, mate. If she blows the drop on that thing, just having the egg jam to commit to something like that, Mm. a wave of that magnitude, it it stands so tall on the drop. It's, It's, you know... It really got me thinking you know it's like in that kind of 12 foot range on the drop it's so high and in order to get a fucking 8 foot double up tube at pipe it's basically that's what you're dealing with on the drop is mm. something in that 12 foot kind of plus range it's fucking giant i think there's a a photo by uh C Sachi who i think is uh Mark Cunningham's daughter potentially oh yeah the uh lifeguard and body surfing icon but Go have a look at her Instagram. I think that was the, the photo that nailed it for me. Just mm. sh- it's actually shot a little bit behind, uh, as opposed to looking into the pit. There's so many great angles. I think Bielman had a sick angle of it. Um, it's the photo that's been shot by a thousand people and seen a thousand times all mm. over the world. What a moment for just surfing oh, in general. Fuck.
0: So good, so good. And
2: she must have been really like kicking herself too. I think she really struggled during the shootout on that day. Couldn't really come up with the wave that she wanted. Uh, copped, a, I think, a really bad wipeout in, in her first heat and was almost not going to surf again. And then I don't think she got one in the heat um, or, or not a not a proper one. And then as soon as it ends, fuck, when the, the broadcast is shut down and she's just doing it for the pure love and thrill of it, mm. she gets the end game cone.
0: Yeah, yeah, bravo. Uh, one for the books, a ride that'll uh, probably go down in history, you know, alongside the Corey Lopez, that first big double-up chamber from Chopes, that it, the pre-millennium wave. Mm. You know, the, It's one of those moments that when you see it, you kind of can't believe it, but then you just get to marinate in it. You know, there's a, there's a bunch of them, but yeah, that first Corey Lopez tube, I think it was on the, the oh. 50 Years of Surfer yeah, Big Bull I had Ball. it on
2: my wall. Uh, uh, it was, I think it was a, that, was a, that was a toe, though, a step-off toe, wasn't it?
0: I don't know. I just remember that the actual, like, the moment... You know what I mean? Because that's changed uh, chope surfing. That yeah. changed everything. It was the, the, so le- West, the Millennium Wave was taking that to the next level, but that Corey Lopez one is one of those ones for me. And then, yeah, just a fucking moment to just revel in.
2: Number four. The Backdoor Shootout, one of the heaviest surfing spectacles Holy of shit. all time. Uh, a few highlights quickly. I mean, Well, hang on, mate.
0: Bravo to you for that interview with Mason, uh, Logan Doolian, and Mike Hove. Far out. I was there. I was feeling it. Mm. The way that Mace breaks down this, the spirituality, uh, or the two of you do actually, well, like needed to, to not just surf that wave well, but to survive it. Yeah. is so potent, man. I, if you haven't listened to it, just scroll back two so I think it's like was posted last week. Oh, mate, goosebumps and just feeling it, adrenaline. Like, I had sweaty armpits and and tingles in my hands after it, mate.
2: Yeah, and uh, it really got me thinking afterwards, too, like, about just more and more about that spiritual component of surfing waves of mortal konequins. And, you know, just running still with that uh, metaphor of, of pipe being Mount Everest and just the way that, you know, The Tibetans and the Nepalese traditionally looked at mountains as if they were gods, and they weren't for conquering. They weren't for climbing. This was a Western concept. And, in fact, uh, uh, when uh, there were some earthquakes and avalanches and and, and many uh, Nepalese and and white people or or travellers died, Mm. um, there was a big movement over there to to pull people back. And they're like, it's all that film Sherpa, right? Mm. And they're all going, no, don't climb it. These are the gods. What are you doing? This is the Western concept. And I was thinking... Like, the Hawaiians, you know, they invented surfing Hawaiian royalty, but it was never about, like, they wouldn't have been looking at pipe going, let's get out there and surf pipe. Mm. They're, they're, like, for them, it was all about community and culture and fun and, you know, s- style and having a laugh, like sliding on a liaison, um the waves that they were surfing, which were not waves of mortal conequence. Nah. But conquering these waves, getting inside of them, has become the the new passion new wish passion and mm-hmm. you know I, i'm a i'm an absolute glutton for it as well <laughs> so i'm not saying that i'm not saying to stop doing it or that i'm going to stop doing it but yeah i don't necessarily know what the the motivation or intention Whoa. is uh, and, and whether it's a noble one and if it isn't not a not noble intention i think fucking the universe just kicks you up the coin. Yeah. So I think you've got to go into those things with your, your eyes wide open and uh, you know, really not be gluttonous or, or greedy or uh, just doing it for the wrong reasons. That's or you the point fucked. of it, isn't it?
0: Because, I mean, what you're doing is essentially is connecting to the most pure form of power that you can tap into other than fucking gravity maybe. like You can get out there and you can experience this moment with nothing but a thin slice of fucking you know, fiberglass under your feet. And be in the middle of the most tumultuous, chaotic, fucking nuclear moment. And if you are atta- like sort of coming at that with anything other than just, oh, man, like a, a sense of enlightenment, really. Like searching for just fucking nothing in return except for just that experience of that moment. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if you can take ego into those things. But then you've almost got to have it just to have the fucking figs to turn around and paddle for one of them. Yeah, but oh, oh, God, I reckon you There's you're so right. much sway back and forth of what it takes to, to get to a point to even surf a wave like that.
2: Yeah, and if you're not lined up, if it's not all in check, mm. you know, you could die, because it only takes one blown wave in that kind of range to kill you. And it was interesting to note that the guys who were all injured the worst were the full Hawaiian, like, core guys, your, your Kempers, Makua, uh, Kala, The two big wave world champions there, dude. Yeah, and I guess, like... My point is that you know they would have been feeling probably the most pressure out of everyone to send it. It's their event. It's on home soil. Uh, you know, Makua is the the heir to the Hui throne, mm. and I just wonder whether that that pressure uh, to, to kind of to go and, and send it is ultimately well, this what, is, this what is resulted in the
0: injuries. My point exactly, mate, because nobody respects that power more than those guys. Like they, they. Sp- Speak it, they live it, they fucking uh, basically dedicated their entire lives to it. But even they have to be prone to that feeling of expectation, that little bit of ego climbing, like crawling into their game on the day. And exactly what you said, like making sure that that world titles that they won and uh, being the heir to the throne, all that stuff is part of their, I don't know, like showcase uh, when they paddle out. Whereas you kind of just you've, you've got to be so purely in the moment like look at the goat like i mean he's got nothing to prove paddles out starts ripping into him with no hands like impossible sections probably one of the best rides at pipe from that whole comp just for pure artistry and skill mm. and
2: but not the biggest wave interestingly big, you know no, like which no, which, which is but That's more credit to the goat, you know. Self-preservation, and he's in it for the long game. He just wants to be surf and pipe for as long as he can. And the way you achieve that is not by... Going gung-ho Sending it uh, You know Trying to impress other people He's out there Because he loves it mm. And he has such a deep connection With that wave Built over decades And he just He just knows What it takes to survive he's, Imagine how many Dead people And severely injured people He's seen Yeah uh, Go past him On gurney boards but In just, his career oh,
0: Man he looked like He was having a ball oh. Like uh, he just did not look like There was a, a Fucking bead of stress In any blood cell In his body He just looked so In tune with it man
2: But on the first day I I don't even know if he caught a wave in his heat You know He he had a Like barely got barreled And it was interesting Because It was like That that first day was so big and dangerous You know Kind of Second reef uh, Roll-ins Like one of those Absolutely Mm. maxing days And he didn't really He wasn't feeling it So he didn't push it
0: That's the power of the guy Exactly Because in 2012 Fiji Same thing He sat on the boat And watched and watched and watched He had a vest on at one stage He took it off the dude understands his relationship with the ocean better than anyone, man. Like no one can force him to push himself or put himself in a position where he doesn't want to be. And the odd times, like for for a guy of his longevity, to kind of get hurt, you know, doing a what well, in a tube with a bit of backwash at J Bay, like the most nondescript, iffy wave. And, of course, it makes sense because his head was somewhere else and he wanted to, you know, fucking win or he'd been on a losing streak or whatever. Forcing it. Whatever, yeah, had, had sort of crawled its way into his fucking psyche brought him undone. And uh, it happens to the best of them. But full respect to anyone who's surfed in this event. I mean, holy shit, Smithy.
2: I want wow. to doff the gaff. It's very important for me to, to, to doff the gaff <laughs> on to... Uh, Team Japan, uh, the Matsunaga brothers, Kenshin, who was the natural footer in the blue helmet, and uh, Daiki, the goofy mm. footer. Mate, these two, they're both teenagers. Kenshin, the natural footer, is 16. Oh my God. And they were going as ham as anyone. Uh, yeah. Kenshin knifed some absolutely skits ones backside um, Daiki had one of the ways of the contest you know following in the lineage uh, of Kaito Matsuoka who set the uh, set the bar of the, that 12 out of 10 oh. that dive bomb out of a 12 Damn. to 20 foot fucking I just watched it the other climbing. day
0: again it's just it's so good it's it is. so
2: nuts but I guess the crazy thing is it's like we don't know any of these kids we have no idea who they are mm. Like, they're they're complete unknowns. And uh, as far as I know, they don't have waves even remotely like Pipeline in Japan. Mm. So how is this possible? How are they crawling out of complete obscurity into a situation like this and having the dexterity and the courage and the skill to to do this? It's 16. Mm. Blew my mind. I just couldn't fathom it.
0: I don't have an answer for you, Smivy. All I can say is uh, it's it's a bit like just opening your eyes a, a little wider and seeing a, the bigger picture rather than sort of, I guess, the surf stars and, and those narratives that we tend to sort of focus on because they've been there for a while. Like, I mean, all the way back to Wakita Bowl, mm. you've had Japanese surfers going to Hawaii and dominating. I mean, fuck, there's no Jamie O'Brien Bowl out of Pipeline. There's just this random fucking Japanese dude who dedicated his entire life to surfing this section of the reef that no one wanted to bar off.
2: Yeah, and if you want to listen to the the full story of uh, Taiyuka Wakita, you can tap into the greatest stories never told, the Wakita episode, because I'm pretty sure I'm the only journalist who's ever bothered to interview him. I found him down there at Garrett McNamara's surf store selling grip pads and fucking uh, soft tops to kooks. Hey, let's just whack it up again. Yeah. Let's give it a no listen.
0: But, um, what yeah, a, an icon. Well, but th- this is like probably what's a bit maddening for, for you know, the women who were the trailblazers, the Japanese who were the trailblazers, the Peruvians who have fucking gone over there for years. Everyone's like going, wow, look at this. These people are freaks. But it's been a long journey to get to this point. And those guys have heroes that they can look up to and who aren't just, you know, your standard Tom Carrolls and your Rockies and your – Derek Hose and uh, whoever it is. Like, they've got their hometown guys who have fucking gone over there and put it over the ledge, just like every home beach does. So yeah, maybe it's just that, you know, these sorts of events now can help shine a bit of light on those great unknowns. Well,
2: it's the only light that gets shone on Japanese surfing. Mm. They're, they're a complete unknown as a surfing nation, which is a shame. And I, I don't know how we kind of elevate them and their stories more into the, the spotlight, but I feel like they need to be because that was just one of the greatest pipeline performances I've ever seen uh, all things considered the age the the lack of preparation uh, and, and access to waves like that fuck it blew my mind mm.
1: number three
2: Todos Santos goes thermonuclear with Greg Long paddling one of the biggest waves ever out there probably the biggest uh, you know a former big wave world champ but uh, still, one of the real unsung heroes, I feel like, of world surfing. Uh, you know, in the category that matters most—cones of mortal cone, conequence and gonad shriveling bomb drops—he's an apex mm. predator. Uh, he's you know also like I've had the, the the chance to chat with him, interview him a few times over the years. A very like calm, softly spoken, measured guy. Very generous with his advice, as we saw with uh, Justine Dupont mm-hmm. uh, and, and and many others. You know, he's he's an open book to anyone who asks um but yeah just absolutely frothing to see him get the one at uh todos which is a, a joint that he would have spent so much time at over the years being a california todos mate far out she's back eh? funny how these waves go out of style for
0: a little bit and all of a sudden greg long turns up there and rides a uh, a wave that well hang on a minute did brad like he got a uh or was that ghost trees i can't remember Kerr won the biggest wave in the world one year i'm pretty sure and Taylor Knox won 50 grand or $55,000 at TODOS on. Remember that? The No Fear Global Challenge to ride the biggest ever wave. Uh, it was a long, long time ago. It has to be around about oh, 2000, I'd say. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's got massive history, TODOS. Of course, the great Matt George perished out there in, in God's hands. Mm,
2: yes. Uh, Mickey,
0: was that his name in that film?
2: Yeah. You know, that will have to be the, the, the top accolade of Todos Santos oh, yeah. the, the number one uh, most memorable moment in just the history in that, of that wave
0: that transition between toe and paddle and mm-hmm. and Matt George paddled and got there caught was inside Matt
2: George sitting in the boat with his linen on and his uh, beaded necklace yeah
0: just to see his dome and the American flag sinking for the last time beneath the surface of the water into oblivion what a moment what a film
2: <laughs> Didn't get it. Just desserts. Did it Vaughn in God's hands? Geez, I mean, uh, you just wonder what these so-called critics are on. What they're, what, what Kool Aid they're sipping from? I just can't Shit believe for brains, all it, of them. It, I can't believe
0: it hasn't sort of entered that realm of so bad it's so good now. Like it just is it just so bad it's so bad.
2: It, it, well, that's the problem with the earnest ones, isn't it? There, there's no irony there. So, mm. you know, North Shore, it was, it was, it was flagrantly colourful and zany and super cheesed out. Yeah. So it became uh, comical and ironic at some point. But uh, well, almost hard to Hollywood find a fields. shred of irony. Is, yeah, it, in, in you know, like hits. Surf's Up,
0: uh, Point Break, this, the first one, not the second one. Oh. Second one's, oh, God, the second so oh, God. I haven't seen the second. Point Break number one,
2: five cone pieces. <laughs> oh, five. Absolute ripper. It's
0: just like there's so many good ones but In God's Hands doesn't even get a mention it's like a blight that's so dark on surfing's history Mm. no one even brings it up let's cop a little blast from it eh shall we
2: I'm coming to Hawaii this winter I'm going to paddle into one
0: of those 40 footers with my bare hands it's too big for one man
1: the pursuit of becoming a legend.
0: You don't think I know what I'm doing? I was number two in the world.
1: For another, it is the pursuit of something deep within. I've never tried to prove anything to anyone in my whole life. I don't know if I make it home tonight. Starting tomorrow, we train all day, every day. But I know I can swim. For both, a lifetime of passion. But there's a wave out there. It's gonna be massive. All I can think about is riding it. And years of preparation. You think I'm nuts, don't you? This wave's an animal. Will come down to one defining moment of absolute terror. When the waves are just right, when it's big enough and hollow enough, and I'm inside of it. In that moment, it all makes sense. Everything it makes sense.
2: two. the great bloodbath of 23 holy smokes fawn Swellmageddon. Swellvelation. swell uh it's claimed some scalps some big scalps and yep. we'll, we'll start with a update on the number 1 scalp uh it claimed very literally which was Kalar grace uh yeah i mean look this is what uh this is what his old man and a a, a former Waikiki beach boy or even current Waikiki beach boy mm. willie grace had to say about his condition and what put him there uh, probably bounced off the reef. He had a big scar right above his eye and right below. He was kind of purple when they brought him in. And uh, I believe they actually had to resuscitate him on the sand. One of the craziest things about the injury and how serious it got was how quick it got serious. You know, the water patrol was on him within, I don't know, it seemed like 30 seconds they mm. had, him, had him up. Uh, I was watching it live. And still, he was in a... Potentially fatal situation. So crazy, isn't it? How quick it goes, pear shaped. Oh,
0: mate! Like I mean, I, I just there's nothing worse than seeing someone in deep shit at pipeline. Like, I, like if you're on the beach, it's all so close to you, and they bring them in and they just start work, man. They they don't sort of rope it off or, or anything. It's just on. And um, I think it was mentioned in that interview again that that you did with the with uh, Mason and, and Logan, just like. It was just, you know, even from a mile away, you could see how tense and scary it was. You know, you could see and feel that anxiety and and just fucking terror that was uh, getting through the beach. How much water they pumped out of him as well. I mean, your body, without consciousness, it must just fucking act like a big drain. Yeah, the water just siphons into you so fast. And, uh, oh, man, that was scary. And even when um, I think uh, you were the first person who texted me uh, and I was just like, "Oh my God, no! What is this?" Because like you're not out of you're not out of the woodwork once they resus- resuscitate no. you, well, not by a long stretch. So well,
2: those lung infections and uh, you, the, what do they call it? Like, you can you can drown like Later. hours after the fact. Yeah. yeah.
0: So um, yeah, man, that was such a heavy one. And again, Smitty, like maybe not even from the actual wipeout, maybe from the trauma of the shockwave that hit him after.
2: Well, that's exactly how it happened. Yeah, yeah. the wipeout removed his helmet. And then uh, the one that Emio was in was the one that flexed him. The, the still photo of that is crazy, man. Like Emo, Emo is standing fucking tall in this. They look, start to look like weird glass sculptures when they're in that mm. ten to twelve foot double up range. The lip gets like a, this second. You know, it's that kind of. It starts to look like ice. Yeah because that's how deadly it is. It's literally got the the weight and force of a giant block of ice coming out and land on your head. And you can only imagine what Kalah was looking at at that point, just looking up at this thing. And there's something about being absolutely at surface level with the water mm. and looking up at a wave like that where it, it accentuates the heaviness of the situation. The poor bugger, man must've just seen his life flash before his eyes in, in that moment. And it just lit him up and, I guess the craziest thing about it was the timing. Like Makua, I think had just gotten injured, uh, blown his his ACL out, he, mm. and then so the water patrol would have been super stretched. I guess like they're, uh, I'm guessing like you know just like even mentally, like fuck, they just had to kind of had their eyes on one guy who was injured, and then straight away there's another injury. And in fact, uh, Imeo did his back in that same way? Oh, wow, yeah. So, like, it was absolute carnage. The thing, just to explain, I just can't believe that with all the technology and all the eyes on the water and all the readiness for an injury like that, we still can't get to someone and save them necessarily. Mm. Like, no matter how quick we act, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. Mate. But we have, but still, yeah. you you kind of got an idea of, like, doesn't matter what we do you can still die in front of everyone that quickly. It's, a pipe. Yeah, that
0: that's actually crazy to consider. But far out, man, you're, you're playing, you're, your playground, like the, the environment that you're trying to deal with is so fucked up. Like get a ski into that person in that situation, in that zone. Like impossible. You're putting fucking another three or four lives at risk just by fucking – trying to get in there too quick you've got to be able to read those conditions nobody does it better than those guys like they they're just the heroes on a whole different level eh? like they're, they're just their skill level their ocean knowledge their ability to respond in those fractions of a second and not put other people in danger in fact save people's lives is just fucking remarkable eh?
2: absolutely and there's nowhere more deadly than pipeline when you think about everything combined like you know cloud break chopes Jaws, like all these waves Mm. are, are super deadly as well. But pipe, you know, ironically, it's so close to the shore. But the amount of reverberation and wash and just like chaos in that lineup, it's not this kind of uh, those a- out to sea waves, bombies, atolls. There's actually, you know, there's usually like a, a deep stretch on the mm. other side of the shallow part of reef, or you know, just that bit of extra space from the shoreline seems to uh, a- a- enable like some calmer water after the initial. Uh, I say calm as, you know comparatively calm mm. water after the initial explosion that en- enables... People to get a, an eye on who, who's injured and get in there quick and scoop them. But mm. pipes just fucking chaos. There's just water and sand exploding everywhere. Bits of wash coming at you from every direction. These guys are zipping around on jet skis, like you know, tons of equipment, fucking whipping around, mm. looking for a tiny head in the foam. It's it's crazy. Uh, shit, oh yeah, mate. it's it's, it's, it's crazy. insane.
0: It is so insane. I oh, fuck. It's just I, I can't even imagine how you paddle out after you've either played witness to that or, you know, you've seen a friend get hurt or you, they just whipped off a beach and you're just left in this sort of vacant space and the show must go on.
2: Yeah, it was Fucking it was weird, eerie man. after that. No weird. one no one really knew what to do or, or how to behave or mm. to, whether to keep surfing or not. Um, and crazy too that I think it was just the heat before that that Kenshin Matsunaga um, had his helmet ripped off in a wipeout mm. and then straight away... Kalar loses his helmet. Like, I've never seen one person lose a helmet ever before. It's happened mm. twice in two heats. It was like, kind of like, felt like we were just being warned, you know? Like, like it was like the the gods were angry and they're like, yeah, like, you guys, uh, you're pushing the limits here. And, uh, you know, we're going to take Mikua and we're going to show you what's possible with Kenshin and mm. then fucking... This freakish act of God with Kalara or yeah. act of whatever you want to call it. You know, the fact that his helmet was ripped off and that's what led to the injury, basically, uh, is f- so bizarre. Mm. Anyway.
0: Heavy one. Uh, I believe there's a GoFundMe for Kalar too. If you want to jump on Instagram on the Dahui the Insta page, maybe you can... Um, help make a donation to sort out some medical fees.
2: And uh, just a couple of other injury updates from that same swell. Uh, Nate Florence over at Jaws broke his back. Uh, I don't think it's a serious fracture in in terms of what's possible in in that area. But, uh, yeah, here's what he had to say about it. I got picked up and I fell through the barrel. I fell a lot longer than I thought. After the initial impact, I got sucked up and fell again. As I was falling, I was pulling my vest... I just fell a lot farther than I thought, and my body was in a weird position. I just slammed on my back on the bottom of the barrel, which is just hard water. Right when I slammed, I just felt kind of a snap in my lower back, right on my spine. Uh, And that's to go with Billy Kemper, who suffered a concussion, broken jaw, and hip injury after getting compressed. Onto his
0: board? Is that what they're saying?
2: That's like a... You know when you hear of those injuries where they talk about it as if it could have been a car crash or mm. just like something that's actually beyond an act of nature when mm. it's like heavy machinery falling on you? That's kind of what it sounds like, eh? Get yeah. compressed into your board to the point that it's your face... your jaw. Yeah, your face has somehow smashed your board. Like, you, What's he done, like the splits almost? Your back's just been fully compressed and face just into the board, <sighs> knocking him out and... Mate, like when straw. your board hits you <laughs> in the
0: head, it's such. A, it doesn't matter how soft or hard it is, it is a fucking not a good feeling. So to be compressed to the point that your jaw snaps, yuck. No yeah. thanks. Um, no. Yeah, that's uh, that was just such a beast, Swell, man. Holy smokes. That is heavy.
2: We uh, were at the Usher Cup the other night too, and I was having a, a yarn with a couple of kids from Maui who are out here to compete, and... I just couldn't believe it. They were 14 and 16, respectively. A couple brothers. I think they're pretty well known over in the islands, bruh. But these kids were already paddling jaws. Mm. And when the wind come up, they'd go out and tow it. And I was just completely shocked. Like, at 14 years they old... They looked
0: like nothing, did they? They looked like a couple of just little string beans.
2: Classical classical little groms. Yeah. Out there just whipping the 9-0s and 10 o's around and paddling it. Interesting to note, too, Nate breaking his back... Uh, not by hitting reef or his board, just water.
0: Oh, I was going to say that. That's like far out. You know you're in another realm when you, you don't even need limestone to snap your bones.
2: I'm guessing that just that amount of volume, that volume of water just pulling taut and, and, and coiling and, and tubing just creates the skizziest tension mm. that's like concrete. On the bottom there Which is Kind of hard to fathom Like uh, You know everyone slapped their face On a On a heavy one In the Six to eight foot range But uh, I'm guessing It's probably Feels something like that Multiplied by Fifty
0: It's gonna hurt Remember jumping off uh, The bridge at Ocean Shores At low tide once Just a bit too low mm, Not cool. a big bridge But Man oh man The sack whack When I hit the water <laughs> Was Brutal smithy that's one injury we haven't really dived deep on in, in these swells too, you know. Mm. They're not all diabolically life-threatening. No. Sometimes you just hit the water at the wrong angle and that concrete feels like a good old military boot.
2: Straight up the cag hole. Yeah, that's right. You're just coughing up your nuts like a couple of Mentos and uh, <laughs> trying to swallow them back again. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh,
0: the sackwhack. whack. My most loathsome sack whack is the slow burn one. You know those ones? Mm. Someone walks past you on to get their morning coffee and might accidentally just sort of whack you with their pinky finger as they walk past, then all mm. of a sudden you're about three seconds later, you're just like, ooh. It's like blue balls from week before you lose your virginity number one.
2: Oh, and it's nearly Pipe Master time the Wazzle world tour season is only a few sleeps away from a possible start here we go so uh start polishing off that bamboo schooner swellings and get all your heads nice and dried out because the best free show on earth is about to kick off the Pipe Masters begins in just over a week and uh have but, a look at some of the form runners
0: I hate to pull you up here Smithy Billabong Pipe Pro right yeah,
2: what's going on with the well? The Pipe Masters is owned
0: by Vans. They own the naming rights to it,
2: mm. and Billabong
0: uh, have the uh, permit to run the CT Venture Pipeline. Jesus. Two different things. Vans, uh, as you saw, ran the Pipe Masters in some pretty dodgy, all the albeit you know life threatening fucking classic December fucking junk. Uh, Molly Picklum and Ballaram winning that one, so they're the Pipe Masters.
2: The, I don't, that doesn't the bill sit, doesn't it doesn't sit well with me, Vaughn. Something is amiss. Well, but, I mean, unless you've beaten John John Florence, unless you've beaten the best in the world at Pipeline, I don't think you can call yourself a Pipeline oh, master. Look, I mean, that, that's how it's kind of been sold to me over decades. This but, is the
0: debate. This is what's going on. I mean, are you a pipe master if you beat 44 guys, 32 of who don't really give a fuck about pipe, or are you a pipe master if you beat... Not Kelly Slater, not John John, but everyone else who actually loves the waves and puts in all the time out there that they can possibly can. Mm. It's probably like a mix of both, really, if, if you want to call yourself the pipe master. But um, on, you know, the non-pedantic side of things, fuck on pump for this, man. If they get a day like the backdoor shootout, oh, like what a monstrous question mark that throws at your Philippe's, you know, your... Uh, Oh, fuck. Who else can I throw under the bus here? Anyone? All of them, really. All Maxime of them. Huskino. Well, I mean, Goat, John, John, probably Gabby. Like, you know they're going to fucking send it. Uh, we've probably got a few Aussie battlers who you know will send it. But, geez, it throws a monster, monster question mark at everyone else in the field because it's like, well, here's what the best pipeline surfers can do, given three days of, like, the most treacherous surf we've ever seen what are you going to do as one of the best surfers in the world?
2: Well, exactly. And that artificial pressure, the pressure to send it, if you're not comfortable, that's when you get hurt. And we've seen it. We've been in the past, you know, on a fucking eight-foot morning sick early heat one. It's just yeah, shattered his pelvis. You know, a guy from North Stratty and the, the points up here, probably not the most comfortable in slabbing a psycho pipes. Mm. So, yeah, I just hope everyone... Uh, kind of really sets some firm intentions and uh, really has a, a strong think about how they're going to approach this mm. because, uh, mate, yeah, sure, you, you, you could do yourself proud by quote-unquote sending it, but it uh, may also rub you out for the rest of your world to a season-slash-career. That mm. pretty much ended Bede's career.
0: Yeah, and the, the other thing to consider here, Smivy is that, um, you know, the, the women... On the CT, uh, in the last two years, have, have really made a lot of inroads. We're starting to see, see a few new names turn up and and understand and have a good relationship with Pipeline. But, I mean, anything like that backdoor shootout and Moana Jones just goes straight to the top of the pecking order where she belongs. Where does everyone else fall in after what they've seen her do in the last, you know, week? It's scary. It's mm.
2: a scary thought. Yeah, and just a, a few um, bits of kind of early form uh, form reports on the, the top dogs. Philippe Toledo, he's put out some content uh, on Instagram recently. He's in the gym, born. He's throwing hands. He's, he's doing his new school calisthenics, looking sharp, looking motivated, uh, looking like he's well and truly kicked that Chinese baby formula addiction, uh, which is basically just fentanyl, isn't it? Mm. So he's looking great. Uh,
0: I, I think... Philippe's going to have his work cut out for him this year. I, I just feel like, uh, you know, same way that, you know, you, you have a rookie come on and they blow up and then the next year the judges are like, meh, you know, uh, that, that can crucify them. Philippe's got his world title, but you know that the WSL don't like, you know, the criticism of him being a world champion without the Kona Quince, you know, sticker on the back of his car. So uh I feel like he'll get punished even in smaller waves you know whether they it's subliminal or not it's just just a theory but I just don't see them you know celebrating that sort of surfing without some sort of showcase moment in it Chopes mm, pipeline mm. and you the know, real somewhere crazy
2: the real weakness in his surfing appears to be just backside tube riding in orbs of mortal consequence i mean yeah. um, you got like a 7 at chopes or whatever but got absolutely lapped by the goat and, and the hog dog and i can't ever remember seeing him even really go left at pipe i've seen him get a couple of sick ones at backdoor front side which is a you know, let's be real it's a, it's a Fucking perfect right. It's mm. a, one of the most uh, amazing and doable waves, especially for a, a surfer of, of that level.
0: Mm. But don't you think? Like, I mean, everyone is saying, well, as long as uh, Trestles is is the final showdown location, uh, it's Felipe's to lose, which mm. is pretty true. It's his home wave now. It's uh, He's got the run on the board. He's got the, the trophy on the mantle. But just... Can't see him going. Oh, that's a good thing for surfing. If you know he, if he doesn't step up, and then he gets there and wins again.
2: Mm. Yeah, not with
0: a pure, like a really healthy field. Not with John, John, Gabby, and everyone at peak fitness and wanting it.
2: Yeah, no, it's a good point. Ping him early, you reckon? The judges dock him early. Get him out of the race. Oh, it's going
0: to be so interesting to see what he does at Pipeline if it's big. Always is.
2: Any sign of the the femme goat vaughn, the merbar massive Steph Gilmore, as she sets out on her bid to pull the rug from under old man Slater. Mate, hasn't uh, she been quiet? Yeah. She has
0: been a bit quiet. I don't know. Well, has she been in California? Is she home? I don't even know, mate. I I mean, there was the Jack Coleman, uh, Ryan Birch section uh, in... Mexico? Mexico. Natural high. Natural high. And then um, not much from the goat. I wonder if she's hit the gym. I reckon she's mm. coming out going, hang on a minute. Another rib curl WSL finals at Trestles.
2: <sighs> it smells good. Come on, Steffi. Regain what is rightfully ours. The title of undisputed goat born.
1: <laughs> what energy.
2: Uh, yeah, some big wild card news too for the Pipe Comp. Just has arrived in from the Wazzle. Moana Wong is in for Pipe. Teresa Bonvalot is hoping to get the lot. Hey. She's in for Pipe. <laughs> and uh, Josh Mone is also in for Pipe. In my DeVault, the highest ranked uh, Hawaiian surfer on the Changers. So he gets to start at Pipe. Right. Uh, Josh Moniz. Uh, interesting selection. I mean, definitely earned his place. I'm not exactly sure what the criteria for that uh, addition is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely had some of the, the best waves out of anyone in the world out there.
0: Wow. Yeah. D- don't know how the wild cards work. i have never been able to really figure it out. And the mystery continues. But I know Moana is uh, Moana's a, a definite start as the defending champ. Uh, the form surfer for the last three years at the
2: wave. Definitely should
0: be surfing against the world's best out there. What do you got?
2: Here's what the Wazzle had to say about the selection process regarding Moana. After getting the call up as an event wild card in 22, Moana didn't disappoint. She went on to win the event in convincing fashion, becoming yeah, So they don't really explain the decision there. Uh, Josh Moniz, an impressive performance from Josh Moniz saw him earn a spot into the event in 2021 by winning the trials at an absolutely pumping pipeline. Now he'll get another shot, yet no explanation. So I guess that's a looks to be like Billabong maybe leaning on uh, the establishment to get Josh in. Teresa Bonvalot, an excellent season-long perf- performance from Teresa. Saw her miss Championship a qualification by only one spot. Um, as the season-long injury replacement surfer, she will replace Johan Defay in the draw, who was out due to injury. And uh, I as I said, the highest-ranked Hawaiian surfer on the Changers. So he's in.
0: Interesting, isn't it? I mean I'm I'm all for Josh Being. In. I love watching the Moniz brothers uh and represent the family over there at Pipe. But um yeah, who's the Aussie who was the uh next in line? Is that not because I think didn't Morg's or uh Dylan or someone finished uh yeah, 11th?
2: Chippo Wilcox they were all right around the button, so yeah, not too sure. Mm. Anyway, uh it's not been a happy hunting ground. Getting uh, access into some of these Triple Crown and, and Pipe Master events for Australians nah. over the years. There's been a lot of people crying foul over the somewhat arbitrary selection process for these events, and it continues. Yeah. But uh, just some other news on the top dogs. Medina's just landed at Pipe, and he's already packing some filthy orbs. He's flaring, he's frothing, he's paying. Oh. He's homage to the the tiki gods, the pipe gods. He's uh, fully frothing to be there. Gerthy
0: Medina, he's back. Mm. He's back. He's got the muscle. He's had his uh, time off. He's had his time to, uh, you know, reflect upon bad decisions with romance and, uh, you know, the Brazilian World Cup loss and a few other bits and pieces. Surely you would fucking be so fueled after a couple of years off after like watching your friends compete in world cup and just the competitiveness of it all and the hype that goes into it like as an as a top line athlete who has achieved something only a handful of humans have in surfing at least that's three world titles surely that fucking fire is just lit
2: mm. oh it's lit all right i mean he'd be Hard pressed watching Toledo take out a world title, you know. You know he's just there watching on the telly, going Toledo. He's a dog. He's a dog. Are you kidding me? You're giving fucking world titles to any cut now, Toledo.
1: Are you kidding
2: me? Ah! <laughs> and And uh, that was the last uh. thing that they heard from him before he disappeared in the into the Amazon for a uh, you know his annual seasonal purge, mm. double ended purge. Yep. Uh, the Consumption of Mystical brews Love it And peptides And acai berries Is what followed And uh next minute He shows up Looking jacked pineal <sighs> gan Gland throbbing Spirit molecule At full vi- vibration I think he's gonna be Mate, Hard to beat one.
0: It's gonna be Yeah I, I think Medina Has to be favourite For the world title Really Like I mean Um Felipe's gonna have All that pressure Back to back Is nearly impossible To do John John The last guy to do it Yeah I think so yeah, I just uh, – it's going to be a real tough one. Oh, this year, as we've said before, Smitty, fuck, it's exciting, man. They're just everyone is primed. Like, everyone's fit, and there's that little hint of generational sort of, you know, challenge coming up from your you, you guys who won events last year, Griff, Kanoa, uh, Jackie Robo, of course, and Ethan. And, um, yeah, that top brass, that that Philippe, Italo, John, John, and Gabby, Forsum is uh, under real threat.
2: Mm. Under threat from the Australian Onion it is, as it lands in Hawaii, Vaughn. Come on, the Onion. Saw some footage of O'Leary, Zebra, and Callum Robbo. Uh, they're shacked up together on the Seven Mile Miracle. Saw them shopping at Foodland on Instagram. Classic. And, uh, some interesting selections. In yeah, the what did tr- they buy? Well, yeah, mostly uh, boxes of Kleenex and coconut oil. I mean, we know it's it's, it's hard going when you're in you know, a long-term relationship, <laughs> being on the road like that. And The rest of it was just, just red meat. Uh, just red meat and uh, just paleo. Palex. Yeah, but basically paleo. They just, uh, I don't even think they're bothering to cook it. It's mm. fucking tearing it straight off the bone. Yeah,
0: They actually don't even put it on a separate plate. They just put it on one plate, get on either end and just start chewing away and having a bit of a tug. <laughs> so, uh,
2: yeah, pretty excited to see these two young bulls. Go hammer and tong on themselves and then a pipeline. What about Jacko Baker? Is he over there yet? Wacko Jacko Baker. Haven't, uh, haven't, yeah, no, he is. I saw him tucking into a couple of backdoor orbs the other day on the gram. Wonderful. He's psyching up. He's uh managing to wrangle a couple off the pack at the backdoor. Go on, Jacko. Magic up him, Jacko. What energy? What energy?
1: What energy? What energy. What energy.
2: George Greeno has brown snakes in the house And he reckons Oh shit If I'd been in shoes I'd be dead That's according to Patagonia's very sick online uh, long form journal The Roaring Journal Uh, Yeah, this is what George had to say in this expose on the brown snake plague afflicting him. I've got two brown snakes in the house. I found two skins by the back door last week. One a metre long, the other 1.2. I found a snake skin next to my bed the other day. They like the upper parts of the house because the hot air rises. I sleep upstairs. They're there, but you never see them. You go into the bathroom at 7am to piss or 9am to brush your teeth, and there's a snake skin that wasn't there the night before. I've stepped on two in the house, but I have quick reflexes. If I'd been in shoes, I'd be dead, but I was barefoot, so I could feel it. If I was wearing thongs, I wouldn't have felt it. Being barefoot saved my life. Wow, not for the first time either. He's a known barefoot exponent. Mm. One of the early pioneers of uh, just throwing the shoes away. I remember seeing photos of him on tarmacs, uh, at airports, Mm. anywhere really. Yeah. Running some really cracked, weathered feet. But that's how they're meant to look. Well, mate,
0: look, the downside of being a uh, barefoot exponent or committed disciple of barefootery is uh, bindies, mate. That's a huge issue. And George spends a lot of his time in his backyard picking bindies out. Like, a lot. Yeah. I think actually... His daily routine is get up, go for a swim or, or a mat at what he goes, uh, if he can get a park. Uh, try not to get slimed by the paparazzi. That's what Ugh. he calls it, getting a photo taken. Yeah. He just Awful. hates it. If you try to run tape or do an interview with him, st- st- stop trying to slime me, man. He's, he gets all fucking eggy about yeah. it. Fair enough. Uh, but then he gets home. Uh, he has a cup of tea. He takes that cup of tea and his phone out to the, uh, to the yard and he'll call up Sean Doherty from Surfing World magazine, pick bindies, and just let fly with all these theories about brown snakes, life, uh, bare feet, yeah, uh, doing bottom turns, the length of the Caloundra Theatre, uh, surfing Black Rock on a 25-foot swell on his windsurfer, Just epic stories. Uh, out they come. But unfortunately, he's just not immune to the burr of bindies in his bare feet. Has it saved his life? Mm, What would you prefer? like death by brown snake or or just relentless bindies going Mm. in your feet?
2: Oh, yeah, and it's not just bindies he's picking out. I mean, getting around Byron Bay, world famous these days, he's picking syringes out, he's picking fucking glass barbies out of there, he's... You know, he's picking the, like, just weird blood-soaked condoms and just squishy uh, frittatas, vegan frittatas. You know, it's it's awful. You need some Doc Martens to get around Byron these days, the effluent and just the wastage of the rich. It's like turning into the Philippines out there. What does he he make of the way that Byron's changed?
0: You do get a lot of whinges, a lot of whinges in Byron. It's changed, it's changed. The problem is a lot of those whinges moved here about three years ago, Mm. man. Anyway.
2: Classical. Yeah, oh, that's all a, that's
0: a really good content though, isn't it? Getting into George's house, finding out about his, uh, his black snake, uh, brown snake plague. If you get bitten by a brown snake, you're dead. Mm. If you get bitten by a black snake, you wish you were dead. Because <laughs> they're real painful. Yeah. Apparently. Like the, the toxin is just fucking agony.
2: Yeah. Uh, nah, the black but...
0: snakes seem to piss off if you get near them or you startle them. They'll, they'll do a runner. Uh, unless you corner them. Then they go fucking turbo. The brown snakes, the King Browns, especially on the East Coast, they don't go anywhere. They'll fucking come at you. Wow. Yeah, scary. Fuck, they're pretty impressive-looking creatures, man. They get huge. They're fucking massive. They're so toxic, you cannot believe it. Like, top ten most deadly snakes in the world. Uh, right at the pointy end of that top ten, too. Like, you know, number one or two or three. And um, But, yeah, I heard a, a great thing on TV the other day about ki- King Browns. It's like, yeah... Some people look at them like they're the devil, but actually, they should be revered as royalty because they are a fucking totem that this country, you know, it sums up the ancient fucking just grit you need to survive in this joint, mate. Like a big toxic crazy brown snake. Mm.
2: Yeah, and it's outrunning
0: the floods, outrunning the fires. Oh. Ripping its fangs in any cunt that comes near it.
2: Seeking refuge in Greeno's loft. I mean, I don't know if it's the image most people have of Jorge Greenhoff, uh, you know, living out his last years, the twilight of his incredible tubular galactic journey, Mm. living it out there in the rainforest out the back of Byron, uh, just coiled up in his loft, sleeping with two snakes coiled around him in... in the uh, under the mossy net, there. Yeah, it's a wild choice that he's made, isn't uh, it? Isn't it?
0: God, you don't. You hope that, uh, you know, Kidman or someone doesn't just turn up there one day and find his, uh, rigor mortis corpse with a couple of brown snake holes in the ankles.
2: Yeah. That'd be fucked. That would be so fucked. Uh, but, you know, at, at this stage, he doesn't have a lot of visitors. He's, he's fairly reclusive. So you, you need some company, don't you, Vaughan? I mean, far out. I wonder if he's taught these yeah. snakes some tricks to, uh, I don't know, but play backgammon or uh, just fucking contribute somewhere around the house. You know, at least bring in the odd carcass to mutually feast on. Yeah, that's not a bad idea.
0: Maybe even uh, get a, maybe use them in some way as template formation for his edge board designs.
2: Ah, yeah, yeah. some snake boards, snake rails. I wouldn't put
0: it past him. He's the crazy genius. He's the fucking, uh, he's the Rick Sanchez of surfing.
2: Mm. But uh, Uh, in terms of being barefoot. (laughs) saving my life and, and what can be deduced from this incredible mm. parable of George Greeno? yet another parable add it to the list Vaughn of chapters the barefoot exponent just hopscotching brown snakes on his way to get something from the fridge mm. or take a piss in the middle of the night how good is this love guy him. love how good him is huge
0: he? over for Georgie <laughs> uh,
2: an explosive revelation Vaughn mm. Pemmy never loved Kelly now, can you I believe saw this?
0: this? I saw this. I have just finished watching Pam and Tommy on the Disney Channel. and uh, On oh, the Disney Channel? Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's not the uh, actual video. It's a story. What happened about, to the Disney Channel? Have you heard about this show? Kelly doesn't get a mention in it, sadly. What? I was devastated. It's a disgrace. It's the only reason why I was watching it. But, uh, yeah, no, there's this whole story about the the guys who stole the tape from their safe. Uh, some sort of disgruntled workers who were mm. doing doing some... Got shortchanged or short changed, sat on a syringe, got hep C. Stole a safe out of uh, Tommy's garage and and it just fucking snowballs into the most outrageous bunch of fucking wild shit you've ever seen in your life. But,
2: yeah. Well, what, what's the story here, Smithy? What's TMZ got for us? Here we go, Vaughn. I mean, in a, in a bombshell new memoir titled Love, or in fact, titled Love, Pamela, uh, it's out on January 31st. The barbed wire heroine. How good was barbed wire? Oh. Fuck, mate. The amount of times I yanked me chain over barbed wire as a teenager. Unbelievable. <laughs> what a film. <laughs> that was in the years before Red Shoe Born, where it was uh. hard to come across illicit content anywhere. Uh. Holy smokes. Barbed wire just jacked gelatinous or- norks and fucking leather clad. Mm. Oh, I was a fucking absolute spellbinder for a young teenage. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so this is what she's had to say. Uh, She was not so generous in this memoir and admitted to never loving the multiple-time pipe master and world champ, our GOAT. Uh, Her quote is this. My relationship with Tommy, that's Tommy Lee, may have been the only time I was ever truly in love. We had fun, and our rule was no rules. A loveless trust? Is that all this was to her, her relationship with Kelly Vaughn? I mean, was Kelly's breadstick? Not good enough for her, eh? Hey? Mm,
0: well, look I mean, have you str- seen Tommy's
2: breadstick? Yeah, well, exactly. Mm. Uh, it's. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't whip the breadsticks out and have some kind <laughs> of jewel in the middle of the street.
0: Oh, God. That would have been so good. <laughs> Riding horses with jousting breadsticks at full tilt.
2: Oh, and Tommy goes down. The goat would have taken him down in a breadstick sure. joust off. There's no, no two ways about that. But, uh, I mean, look. I guess the thing is this, form The only thing better than being with a hep cat like Tommy is the hep C he leaves you with. Ew. And uh, you know, you talk about everlasting love. Imagine an army of rock-hard Tommies just walking around in your veins for the rest of your life. Uh, no wonder she couldn't love Kelly. Mm. She was infected with Tommy's love. Oh, mate. This would, this would sting a bit, wouldn't it? The most
0: beautiful woman in the world, the most desirable woman in the world, uh, at the time that Kelly and Pammy were seeing each other. I mean, it was... The biggest celebrity cu- couple surfing had ever known. And then to be told that it meant nothing, Smitty. Just a, a flash in the pan.
2: A loveless tryst.
0: Yeah. It's it's heartbreaking for the goat.
2: Oh, man. I can't imagine the hardship he's going through now. Uh Yeah, just knowing that he didn't even leave a dint. Didn't even fucking... <laughs> just didn't even touch the sides after Tommy... That's just an oh, awful sensation. I can't imagine how it felt it at the time, too. No, nah, it's just it's, uh, well, it's actually, pretty hard to touch the sides you know after what, Tommy's.
0: You know what sucks is that you, if you love someone and they don't love you back. Oh, that's that. That is not like when you are going through it. You know, oh, oh you you can feel it. Yes. You can feel it slipping away just every day. You know, uh, it, what generally t- tends to happen, Smithy, if, if you love someone and they don't love you back, is you start sort of overcompensating for that that weird thing Mm. that's missing in the middle and so you start filling that with things like oh do do you want a cup of tea or "Oh, do you you want to get a massage or should we and you just start filling the space and all of a sudden you're just swamping them you're just claustrophobic they're they're wrapped in you and and
2: you're just noxious goop oh you're just Ah. going no get away or
0: the opposite where you're just like you're just trying to hold on so desperately that i'm
2: strangling it oh it's emasculating
0: yeah. yeah. Anyway,
2: you lose yourself in this funk of uh, neediness and insecurity until you're just an absolute shell of your former self. It's oh, a disgrace. Yeah. Nah, nah. It's
0: not a good place to be. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's around about the time that Kelly disappeared for three years, went mm. bald. Mm. That's my theory. You reckon? I reckon.
2: You reckon the the cortisol buildup just had its way with Kelly's corticals. Well, I just think
0: that you've you've yeah, yeah, the follicles would have copped a bit of a hiding stress would bring it on pretty quick, I'd imagine. When it's on the mm. way out, ooh, she runs out quick once you add some stress, mate. But mm. I don't know, it's been tough times for the goat. Lucky's mm. in love.
2: Yes. Let's hope he can transcend yet another difficult revelation in his long and storied career. Interesting too, uh, <laughs> that these A listers, you know, they all kind of end up dating each other and whatnot, and it's almost like uh it's almost like they have to, you know, they're, they're in this rare uh, Great Gatsby-esque dating circle with their own dating apps and, uh, I don't know. It's a, you often wonder, like, about the, the inorganic nature of celebrity relationships. They always seem to go tits up. I mean, especially in Pammy's case, you fucking tits up delight. Like, no, it's always tits up. Never tits down.
0: Oh, dear. The whole reason
2: just- Kelly was hooked up with her was because she was tits up from the start and was always going to go that way, Vaughan.
0: Oh, Kelly had his uh, fair share of... of- a-list relationships, man. It wasn't just Pammy. I think oh, uh, Giselle? Giselle was there. Oh, there was, uh, bar, Diaz? was Bar Raffaele, the, the, oh, uh, the uh, Israeli, Israeli supermodel. The Israeli uh, service shirker. I mean, uh, yeah, there's, there's been plenty of, of opportunity for Kelly to find A-list love. And something some speaks to me that he just found a good old, down-home, American fucking sweetheart. And uh, good luck to him. Uh, Hawaiian? Hawaiian sweetheart. And good luck to him. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and oh man, some of those, some of those interactions. I mean, Bar Rafaeli, the Israeli Krav Maga specialist, just absolutely strangling, strangling you. Erotic asphyxiation, her <laughs> legs just coiled around your neck, and she just humps your face into oblivion. Jesus, what I mean? It would have been good. Oh, that's it, over. It was <laughs> over. It was worth the pain. <laughs> it was worth it all. Says no, the guy. It's an
0: under for Pemi, but a big over the former israeli war hero <coughs> well
2: i think the israelis might have something to say about that i'm pretty sure she's been barred uh, mm. from entering their country so to speak uh, yes another name coming to fruition it's interesting how that happens isn't it vaughn mm, it is you're often named and then uh it actually becomes your future jedom mm. you yeah. know, into my arms and meditating bar, and that barred. bar can't go home nah. that sucks but uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to give it a, a massive under, Pemi. I mean, just these tell-all memoirs—they're so a bit rich, aren't they? You just—you you got this A-list pass. You you kick around the Gatsby mansions. You you know you're fucking whoever you want. And then you just turn over and write the tell-all. Yeah. What about a bit of a grace, a bit of a dignity? You well, know. Actually,
0: why don't we sign off on this with just a touch of decorum, Smithy? Uh, yeah, well, if you, if you yeah. were going to uh, if you were going to name your, your top five surfing biographies that you've read, what what would what would they be? Even maybe top three, just to keep it quick.
2: Uh, I'd have to nominate as number one, the MP biography. Very good. Uh, I actually did read Slater's book, uh, Pipe Dreams, I believe, the first one. Mm. Uh, oh, trying to think. Uh, I mean, I got a, a bit of the way through uh, Pete Townens one. Was it Townens or Cairns? I mm. can't remember. Uh, but uh, i have just I'm, uh, approaching the end of Lopez's... A uh, book uh, tapped into a bit of McTavishes, bit of Nat Youngs. Mm.
0: Can uh, I give you? Can I give you three blinders? Uh, MPs, just, you must read it. It's it's almost like almost essential Australian surf culture. Like fucking. Oh
2: Terry Richo, dude. Oh yeah, that is Rich- a special. Yeah. We got to get a greatest stories never told with uh, Terry yeah. Richard. That, that's one of the the best books I've ever read, uh, bar none, surfing or otherwise. Mm.
0: Ripper. Mr. Sunset, the Jeff Hackman story by Phil Jarrett. Fucking get hold of that thing! Wow, just—I mean, I wish Blow it had right off it. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I wish it went deeper into some of the stories that uh, from Hackman's life. But uh, we saw Hackman not long ago in Bali, man. I reckon we got to get him on. He's—he's he, he's just such a fascinating character, you know. From running multi-million dollar upcoming surf brands to just fucking losing everything and just like shooting heroin in a fucking gross seedy-backed room toilet in a strip club in the cross, Mm. to doing it all again in Europe and fucking just battle demons, traffic drugs, like was doing the whole hollow out the boards in Mexico, fill them full of hash, drive them over the border and oh mate, that's like one of the best ever surf Mm. biographies that I've read and then uh, Busting down the door, Rabbit's book by Baker. Fuck, it's good. It's a, oh, it's a ripper. Such a good
2: book. Okay, he's book by Baker. Also another yep. classic. I've tapped into. Uh, highly recommended. Geez, he's, he's had a had a pretty storied career.
0: Baker actually, he's got a new book out. We should have a chat to him. Uh, it's called Punching the Shark, and it's about him uh, surviving being diagnosed, and then the whole process of surviving. Um, Fuck, I want to say bowel cancer, but I think it might have been something else. What's the one men get in there? Uh, prostate. Prostate cancer. So I haven't read it yet, but I'm keen to read it because uh, he goes really holistic in his in his um, therapy and healing smithy. And uh, it sounds like a fucking ripper. But good books out there in surfing. Uh, if you want to avoid the seedy Hollywood tell-all. Fuck, they're pretty fun to read, though. Oh, me? they're good, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Is the big wave world record held by an adult learner? asks Stab Magazine. They're, of course, referring to Sebastian Studner, the tow exponent from landlocked Germany, uh, who's listed in the Guinness Book of Records as riding the biggest wave ever at Nazare, an eighty-six footer. And uh, I mean, it's an interesting question. This is what uh, this is what Sebastian had to say. I didn't grow up by the ocean. I didn't have rich parents to travel around with with me as a kid. I didn't even start surfing until I was an adult. I mean, uh, you talk about grit, Vaughn. Is it being uh, wrapped up in sponsors when you're six, I believe is the lyric from your instant classic. That's right. If
0: if you're wrapped in cotton wool from the age of six, have you got true grit?
2: Mm. I mean, we'll get a load of the gravel up. This bloke's Verstappen. He He is full of the shit. Old uh, Sebastian Studer. Do we have a problem with this, the big wave world record being held by an adult learner? I don't. Is it sacrilegious or is uh, or is it simply just the perfect fit that uh, an adult learner would have the world record for being towed into the world's biggest mush burger? Oh,
0: man, I'd f-
2: yeah, it is completely- is a good, maybe it is a
0: good fit. Mm. But, I mean, I've, there's, I've seen waves in the last two weeks that would seriously have to come close to challenging that. I mean, I know Nazare from from peak to trough might be taller. But, man, when something's bowled out and you're fucking fanging it and you've got to come in from behind it and you've got to race the gu- guillotine, and, mate, different, different, maybe just in, in pure, you know, height, fine. Yeah, I, I think I'm okay with an adult learner having just a pure height. But for the, for the pure actual fucking girth and meaningfulness of the ride, you couldn't say that's even remotely close to the the biggest wave in the world. That's right.
2: And you really got to wonder who's judging these. A bunch of, you know, thick monocle-wearing lab dicks (laughs) in some room. Or maybe it's
0: just a bunch of fucking hugely overweight Guinness like beer toads who Mm. are just sitting there going.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's the judging that's the problem here. It's not student's fault. It's uh, just simply a bunch of kooks. Doffing the cap where it should not be doffed. I mean, give some cred to the the egg jam of Dupont, the uh, fig jam of Long. Mm. I mean, come on, it's this. I mean, full respect to some landlocked German peasant having to get up and go to whip one uh, in in the ocean mm. uh, and, and get the world record. Full credit to him. I mean, uh, look, he's. He's done it tough his whole life, and there was there was more than a uh, a hint of victimhood in his um, kind of tone, you know, like Mm. uh, pity me, I, uh, you know, I didn't have it all. I didn't grow up at fucking uh, Palm Beach on the northern beaches, Mm. and uh, yeah, you know, I couldn't just walk down the beach. I had to get on the autobahn and Mm. uh, fucking load myself up with amphetamines for the seven-hour drive, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I I was only able to do this once. uh, I turned the legal requirement to have a lot. You know, it, was a, it was a long road, mm. and that road is not often reflected upon uh, in student's case. So, might have to give this an over. Yeah, I'm giving uh, it to over. Go, good on you, student. You know,
0: he's just real- out there, mate. It's like uh, Andrew Cotton. I just I'd never heard of him, and all of a sudden he's on 60 Minutes, riding the biggest wave in the world as well that he held for a little while, wasn't he? The the the, the English guy, and then. Yeah. Yeah it just seems like uh, a plumber from you know Cornwall what? there's also um Mark Visser Mark Visser mate he couldn't couldn't get the support he needed to do what he really wanted to do and he's no adult learner by any stretch you know he had a fucking crack at the queue and was getting around and, and a, a very very accomplished surfer but when it came to like just getting stuck into the big wave realm he just had to fucking go and make his own for, fortune with it uh not a, a monetary fortune but you know The good luck. He had to to just use everything in his power, the desire to make it happen. And that's what these guys are doing. So, fucking, you have to give him credit. You have to doff.
2: Doff the gath. Give him some credit. Give the the Germans some credit. I don't think Christian Fletcher gave him a a whole lot of credit from memory at the uh, Big Wave Awards. I think Mm. he maybe even likened him to uh, Adolf Hitler or something uh, very Fletcher-esque in his... uh, diatribes mm. and uh, put-downs. But, yeah, it was, uh, you know, he's still there. He's still swinging, swinging from the bleachers. Just breadsticks and kraut and uh, <laughs> bratwurst. Just, I mean, imagine the fucking swinging bratwurst on the man. Jeez, I a- wonder
0: if he's, uh, do you reckon he's uh, like, because years and years ago, Smivy, in um in fucking Manly. So years and years ago in Manly, Ken Bradshaw, when he was still with Lane, came out to Manly. And at that point, he was the record holder for the world's biggest wave, believed. It was out of log cabins during the big Wednesday swell.
2: A Texan vaughn. You talk about landlocked That's right. fucking adult
0: learner. Come on. And uh, he was getting around manly with signed photos of himself on that wave and just handing them out to anyone who said g'day. Oh, well played. Mate, you just make your own fortune.
2: Well, I guess it's a, a kind of a forerunner to the Instagram fat, isn't it? Where we're all just posting photos of ourselves in our best possible moments, getting the pit or the views or the cut sick. Mm. And, uh, you know, we can laugh and ha-ha at Kenny Bradshaw, well, but let's be real, we're all doing it. I'm not going
0: to lie. I've still got it. It's in a fucking very special photo album. I'll hold it. I'll cherish it. Uh, if you go, is it Cal- Cafe ever has a big... Colour blow up of it on the wall. It's fucking impressive,
2: mate. Yeah, no, and you would. You will cherish that photo till the day he dies and then it's straight on eBay. That's in right, in mate. Seconds. Straight on eBay and fucking Vaughan, going to be straight down the pub for a good old packet of C's. What do you reckon you'd get? <laughs> I don't know if you'd get a packet of C's for a uh, Ken, sign, Ken Bradshaw. No, I'm talking i talking about just it.
0: some bikey speed just so I can feel what he felt in that moment.
2: Ah, uh, that, That's uh, <laughs> fitting, fitting, fitting. I still reckon you might come up a bit short, though. You might get a couple of Dexies. Oh, over, over, Ando, our Ando Vaughn, Craig Ando, knifes a Mondo to me slab on a 5-4-Hipto-Crypto. What is this guy on? Mm. What magical powers does he love have him. concealed in that perm? Nah,
0: love him. This is the live cat. Does it again, jumps off the top of the building, falls at, you know, the speed of sound towards the cement, and just as he gets there, he just flips over, lands on his feet and trots off like he's going to lick up a bowl of milk. Cut a load boy. of this, Fawn. So we sit in here often and just expound volumes of uh, hyperbole and froth and fucking tribute to tombstones and the people who take it on. It is fucking terrifying, despite the aquamarine blue colour of it and the offshore wind and that beautiful desert scape. I mean, man, you are a thousand miles from everywhere. One false move, you are eating urchins. You're fucking going to get completely compressed. And I just cruises up there, cl- crawls into a little brown snake hole. That's where he calls home and mm. just pokes his head out. <laughs> licks the air just to test the temperature in and the, and the direction of the wind and paddles out and
2: gets fucking cone smithy that's it i mean just rocks up with his board shorts his hipto crypto and a, a bottle of coconut hair conditioner <laughs> that's all he needs draws his sustenance from the uh just the the moisture in the air and the, the remnants of the coconut in the the liqueur that he's perming with and just packs. It. Do
0: we know if the to crypto is making a comeback yet? Like, has it gone full cycle? Because it was the number one selling board in the world for a, a good while there. It was took Hayden shapes global and made him millions of dollars. Apparently, mm. but uh, yeah, it went kind of uh, the way of the dodo very quickly. And is this is this you know the the
2: fashion cycle coming back to haunt us, maybe? Yes, like uh, somewhat similar to the great. A mythological tale of the Helen of Troy and the, the face that launched a thousand ships. And uh, mm. is Ando very much in that ilk? The, the face, the perm that launched a thousand crafts, a thousand, a thousand, pop
0: outs just all over the globe. And uh,
2: Diddy Mao, Diddy Mao, you make crypto <laughs> crypto and go back on Slava Tumis. Now you make you bend over and you make hard. We make many, <laughs> we export. Keep Hayden happy.
0: Oh, and then uh, yeah, yeah. The fall of the civilization, the Trojan horse. In it comes surfing collapses That's in front it. of all of us. Achilles, the great warrior, gone. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah,
2: interesting. Oh well, time will tell where ando and the. Hipto crypto dynasty ends are whether it's buried at the bottom of the ocean right next to Atlantis mm. just a trillion hipto crypto corpses i mean they do have a a half life of 10,000 years he gets
0: he gets it done he gets it done on those hipto cryptos, though, mate.
2: Well, I mean, and this is uh, his second Mondo slab that he's knifed on one of those. I mean, the iconic photo from No Can Do. Is mm. was the original photo that launched a thousand million hipto cryptos. Mm-hmm. Uh, a 5-4, I think it was, there, too, chipping in. I don't know how he gets the paddle strength. He's uh, it's, it's it's, got it's, arms like
0: wet noodles, doesn't he? Yeah. It's these uh, flimsy little, like, you know what he looks like when he paddles? He's like one of those blow-up dudes on the side of the road outside a used car sales lot. Yeah. Just flip, flipping and flapping around yeah. in, the, in the wind.
2: Somehow there must be some kind of uh, axolotl style. Just the the, the 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 flapping, the the ribbing, the way water uh, streamlines across your shoulders and mm. arms. Just like you know, and just creates some extra little propulsion. Because he's uh he's getting into some serious waves that draw some serious water in. Uh, you know, really slabby situations where. Fuck, you kind of generally on a 6'4", a 6'6", six, six, barely keeping pace mm. under the ledge there with the drawing water. And here's Ando just going, Yahoo! Here comes Ando! Yopsy! <laughs> <laughs> Stroking into one on his 5'4". Yahoo! How
0: did he go in the uh, Pipeline Masters, did we see?
2: Yeah. Catch oh, his heat? I didn't, uh, but oh, I don't think he left too much remark. And I think we kind of discussed that. Just oh, being we did. Yeah, just, just down to the. He waits too
0: long for waves, mate. Yeah. It's it's he, famous. You're not going to catch a fucking wave if you wait in a heat. If you wait two hours for your first first crack at it.
2: But full credit to the man. He's a slab shaman, par excellence. He uh, he's got some of the the greatest makes. There's a there's a backside one on a slab which I have spent a bit of time at, and uh, he's kind of surfing it in the. Just like the, the mutant range, like I didn't even know I could hold that big. Mm. But uh yeah, I think it's probably the best wave ever surfed at that joint. Maybe Jay Davies has something to say about that, but I like I like the slab game how it's almost become like skating where you, you gotta like you know, you gotta get the trick done on that spot the best of all time. Like mm. the, that the, that's the game. It's like it's like fucking just get the one. It's funny, though, because... And the bar gets raised a little bit by different people.
0: It feels more organic to do it like that because, like, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because, like, we were just talking about that pressure that you get when you're in a heat and you've got to perform at a place like Pipeline, all eyes are on you, the broadcast is going around the world, you know all that. But you can just take your time at these waves, and, and the amount of work that these guys put into just knowing the conditions like it's hours of study man like fuck these guys are like scientists of ocean fucking power and conditions huh? like the way that they can look at a weather map and just go it's going to be on at this particular slap i mean be there for it and be ready for it and then wait two hours for the one that's going to give them that tiny bit of edge over the last guy who did the exact same thing it's
2: bullshit, mate. You talk to it's Ando about these yet? Yeah, it is. You talk to Ando about these conditions and he sounds like some NASA scientist. He's just going, oh, it's a 6.2 hectopascal. The low pressure system, the gradient's mm. going to accelerate on this and the northeasterly direction of the wind. Onion, 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 onion. But, uh, yeah, and maybe, Vaughan, that is the reverence that we should be approaching slabs with, or at least keeping that in mind, that these guys who are getting the absolute endgame cones, that, you know, they're spending hours out there, they're dedicating whole trips to the search Mm. as opposed to paddling out in a heat and thinking you're going to get something of similar magnitude. Maybe that's like, maybe the competitive format is in itself disrespecting the slab.
0: Well, yeah, you'll definitely hear a lot of people say that, especially later in life when you, you start sort of surfing for different reasons and getting more out of it uh, for yourself rather than for everyone else. I mean, That's what drives people into the country soul feeling in the first place, maybe turning their back on, you know, the motivation of of competition, coming back, winning again with a whole different mindset. Yeah, it's good to think about it. Mm,
2: Surfing for sensation as opposed to, Ego validation mm. I think that is the. That's a uh, huge over Right there Yeah it's a big over Poetry smithy Poetry from the Punch drunk pike Yet again Well played
0: Yes and Ando Has inspired us Once more Massive over Over does John
1: John Flowers have Kelly slayed his foreskin in his knee? Does
0: Gabby shave the bits of skin that none of us can see? If you drag your filthy home down to the face of the old man pipe Will sparks fly from a lacquer comet across the lonely night? Are the wazzles judges crazy?
1: Have they fucking lost the brief? Would we'll Shane her and take 50 grand? And let us sleep The sweaters seek answers The prophets will apply So scoff your shoes And ask us a question We will speak no lies Ask us a question We'll tell you no lies Ask us
0: a question, we'll tell you no lies. I've only got three questions today, Smithy. I didn't even put it out to the Swillians. I'm actually just going to ask a couple from uh, our last one. And this is from... Reclaim Surf, who uh, who is that? Ads, he's coming. He did, did a Swellian song once years ago. I did it. Stuff. The
2: Gary Elkitson, uh Shemozel there Ooh. on Kalangala. Are we allowed Ooh. to talk about that? I was potentially defending. Kong actually
0: sent me a message saying, "Hey, I want to come on. I want to talk about the WSL. He's fit. He's healthy. Mate, he's I'll changed his life. He's ready to fucking tee off."
2: That that podcast, I believe, was a, a kind of watershed moment in Kong's life. It, you know, he was like, he looked like the uh, the Hindenburg blimp. Uh, when he was on was stage there. Yeah, I mean, and I, I remember distinctly looking up at him as he was drinking from a jug of beer and uh, seemed to be uh, quite under the influence of some Amazonian powder or concoction. Mm. I don't know what it was exactly, but he was yammering lockjaw and I just remember thinking, don't you fucking die on us, cunt. We've only just set out in this journey and... <laughs> He kept it together, just. But he, he
0: told me as much. He said, I saw I saw him in Newcastle. He said that after that podcast came out, he had phone calls from people going, are you all right, mate? Like, you sound like you're not doing too well. And he mm. f- fucking motivated him. You we should we'll see him. He looks fucking incredible, that's The man.
2: next time I saw him at uh, the Burley Single Fin, he was just eating schooner glasses of raw egg, doing one arm <laughs> push-ups, signing autographs of the other. It was amazing.
0: Oh, he's, he, he's fucking at all time. Go, Kong. Good to see you back. Fucking ripping like you should be, old legend. Oh, no, Ripping.
2: No, ripping. Rip so
0: Reclaim Surf uh, wants to know, can we instigate a Swellian permaculture working group? So maybe, uh you've been a part of different working groups over the time, post-floods, etc. cetera. Um, we had Jake Vincent, who has chirped in here, actually. My man. And he's uh, all pumped up. Uh, so what do you think?
2: I love the idea. It, it all hinges on our ability to kind of foster these online networks uh, potentially through a paywall or a, an app or I think about it a lot. Like what is the best way to connect swellings in all these coastal communities and get them uh, communicating and working together to create, you know, all you need is a mate with uh, a big backyard and mm. you all chip in and fucking or, or acreage, whatever it is. And you you all chip in there and you, you all take away the, the fruits of your labor. Mm. And uh, therefore you're cutting out the, the coin doubling pokey hoarding filth bags of woolies and coals and uh those degenerates and you just you know going straight to the organic produce perfect
0: Perfect. is there any chance we can have a a crystal charging station on this land is there
2: i think that's uh the first thing you set up yeah Yeah. uh and uh, crystal charging station uh you got to have uh some high-end cloud juice Uh, I know Asher Pacey is one of the uh, best capturers of Cloud Juice, so we'll consult him. Uh, Other ideas for installments, uh, you know, just to keep the people, uh, some kind of a little toad concoction or, I don't know, yeah. I don't know if we can milk the cane toads yet, but um, if they can be milked, Mm. I'm going to figure it out.
0: Well, I think we get Goat to be a part of this in in some way, shape, or form, because he is, uh, you know, the ultimate spirit molecule at full full vibration. And I think that we need someone who can help people feel comfortable about purging their organic matter Mm. that they've ingested in a big old, you know, John John, Shroud of John John John-esque, you know, white linen...
2: I can see it right now. Debacle. I can see it right now. We need people to feel comfortable with that. Yeah, he, you know, the goat is our faithful leader, and he's going to return us Mm. to our uh, agrarian roots, just like the great Pol Pot before him. And uh, there he will be. He'll, uh, you know, emerge on a a big screen, telecommuting from wherever he may be, and uh, you know, rev us up with a inspirational speech, and then. uh, you know, I imagine you'll be like, and, and look, you know, this is how you get to this elite stage mm. spirit molecule at full vibration. You, you'll perform a, a graphic purge for us, and uh, we'll all be there, you know, sodden and soiled and uh, covered in turf and horse shit. Oh. And, uh, but it, just the sheer whisper from our faithful leader will recharge our yes. batteries yes. Uh, and keep us going for, for many more mm. Days, weeks, months, unpaid labor Vaughn. unpaid maybe, but we'll have sustenance, we'll have community solidarity, and uh we'll be out of this capitalist uh, bourgeois filth pit and Love back it. into the, the workers paradise then, the Khmer Rouge first envisioned. <laughs> and, uh, that's, I mean, we all saw how that turned out.
0: <laughs> oh, what, what could, could go possibly wrong? go wrong? Get back on protection, you man. Quabsy. Wants to know, are we one step away from surfers uploading their workout videos to stab for us to vote on? Triple Crown-esque. If so, who gets workout of the winter? Ooh.
2: I liked that. <sighs> Mate, Toledo's it's...
0: workout was was pretty skid. Dude, what did you like about it? Because it was like...
2: He was, throwing it... A, he was throwing hands. He had a bit of fucking... It was a bit That's a, what it was. A bit, was a was, bit was of was... Jeff Fennec, a bit of Mauler in his shapes that he was throwing. I just thought, oh, here we go. He's revved up here. He's just, someone's put a bee in his body. Well, okay,
0: look. The, the big... Workout uh, clip droppers are Gabby, Italo, and Felipe. So I feel like this is just a, an all out, you know, they're, they're speaking to each other in code here. I did uh, like Italy's. Italo's, Italo's are always strength based. The, the, the
2: leg presses with the hot chick uh, sitting yeah. on top of the leg press, feeding him three papers That's right. between each rep.
0: Yep, yeah, just uh, have a little dance. A little. And then uh, you've got, so, and then he'll, he'll finish with a bit of a dance, you know, at add, add the fun. Medina. His workouts are kind of almost capoeira based, you know, a little bit more sort of it's almost more of just a, a, an excuse to shave off his perfectly shaved body. Tuff. But then uh yeah, Felipe throwing shapes, like wh- wh- what's the what's the secret message he's trying to send the other boys here?
2: Oh, he's up for the fight. Oh, he's reckon- up for the fight. You better believe Felipe is up for the fight. You know, it wasn't too long ago he was not up for the fight. He was a swollen mess of baby formula addiction, just wallowing in his own self-pity. But no longer Vaughn He is up. He's in the gym. He's revved up. He's got a rocket. Put fair up his corner. I don't know who put it there. Uh, but it was probably Ricardo. Uh, Ricardo. he knows how to fucking... He knows how to get the troops flared up. Uh, you know, 5 a.m., 4.30 even, just... Piercing whistle. <laughs> Get up, you fucking cunt. We're going to rip in today. <laughs> Pretty piss weak, if you ask
0: All right, last one is, Vivi, the pun king. Have we done this one? No. All right, the pun king wants to know. In the lead-up to Pipe, if I was going to send the Aussies a support package of sandpaper, P60, P80, or
2: P120, how much grit
0: do they need?
2: Whoa, wow. Great question. Yeah, great question. Look, I don't think uh, they need a whole lot more grit. There's plenty of grit to go around in the Aussie camp. When I uh, look at those heads, those mulleted, weather-beaten, sunburned, scorched melons who've just been toiling, toiling uh, over their backhand snaps in frontside wahas like a like – a, Bricky's labour on a mm. building site. You know, they're they, they, they going to work. Tradesmen like Vaughan. They won't stop till they get it done. Nah. Plenty of grit there. No, no. Nah,
0: nah, plenty of grit. Uh, P120 P, P should be fine. It's a nice soft. Uh, You're you sort of almost heading into wet and dry
2: turf there. It's yeah. just, just a nice
0: little smooth up before you... Uh, That's it. Before you paddle out but um,
2: Send it over You can see Cal Robbo And uh, and Connor Just yeah. you know, giving each other A nice little sand down well, Before they hit the water I think what Full what body those, sand down of the, the wet and dry yeah.
0: Well the, the Aussies Are so gritty That they actually use P80 as toilet paper While they're over there They don't even bother With fucking that soft stuff They're I just like Get in there And rip the fucking shit Out of me ass here mate Just That's rip it out
2: Just rip it out Just get it <laughs> red raw Rinse the corn Rinse the corn Just a, a nice uh, Just just shred it And then rinse it You get the full sting going You know when you're in the pit When your corn is just Screaming at Damn's you Red great.
0: raw oh, It's going to be a beacon Just shining out there For the Aussies Hey uh, Smith Before we go Ryan Callinan and Lobby O'Brien, we're going to be dropping an app with them. Oh, we dropped it. Yeah, I'm it's talking about it's out. I, I feel like both those guys could be darkies for a, a big result of pipe. Go deep into the draw, maybe even uh, quarters semis. Mark mm, Howell,
2: big pipe blowout, just fucking the Mr. Nice guy.
0: Imagine that. Get Imagine seeing those dry. two after last year's, you know, both missing that fucking year of just perfect orbs. Both injured coming back and, and going deep.
2: Oh, it's going to be exciting. Lobby, fire out. What's he got for us? Mr. X, he's the unknown, the mystery bag. He's got
0: a mad afro. I hope he keeps it oh, that first time. what's he week.
2: storing in that afro, Vaughn? That's the question. We'll all find out when the wazzle kicks off. On this movie. What's true grit? If you're wrapped in cotton wool
0: from the age of six, have you got true grit? If you're loaded with coin, given stickers and shit, have you got True grit. True, true grit. grit. It's dirt and you crack, sweat on your sack when you're breaking your back. It's diesel and dust and doing what you must to get fair up it. Well, true grit is the shit that you get when you're not scared to put in the yards for it. Well, come on, cow robo, you're made of the truest grit. you creased little Gabby Medina with a classic wood burn Back is Diesel. You got concrete in your guts. You're a true blue Aussie battler with true grit in your nuts. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Are
1: you?